if I want to say something or if I feel, you know, something that I can always put it on canvas and it really does help me a lot because sometimes I can't really say what I want to say, you know, either if it's like to other people or if it's, you know, to the world. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art in the creative process. In today's episode, I had the chance to talk to the amazing Helena Artbork. Originally from the Czech Republic, Helena is an artist living and working in London. Using paint and graphite as her preferred mediums, Helena creates pop surreal images of women that have a dreamlike quality to them. Exploring characters such as mermaids and angels, Helena explores the many sides of the female experience. So, Let's start where I start with everybody. So uh, just tell us yeah. a bit about yourself and how you became an artist. So uh, my name is Helena. I am an artist and I also work as a nanny um, part-time. And I've always been an artist ever since I was uh, little. Um, my mom always like used to say that all I, all I did was drawing, you know, and painting. And I was painting on the walls and drawing on the walls, which was very, um, not very <laughs> good, you know, but I couldn't help myself. And um, I would draw on these um, like school books as well. And then I w- would have to pay a lot of money for that. So, you know, there yeah. was a lot of, there were a lot of disadvantages as well. But yeah, I've always been an artist ever since, you know, ever since I've been alive. And um, uh, only recently, I um, decided to take it like, well, recently, like five years ago, I would say, um, five, six years ago, I decided I would take it seriously and, you know, practice on a daily basis. So, yeah, so now I know that I will always be, you know, an artist, whether, you know, it's going to be full-time or a part-time, yeah. And is there something you want to make full-time? Yes, yes. Um, it would be amazing if it would ever happen, but you know that's my main goal in life. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you're self-taught. Self-taught, yes, yes. So that's really interesting, and I'm kind of curious. Like, do you think that being a self-taught artist gives you any kind of advantages over like having had um, like some kind of academic study? Um, I think so I don't think like everybody's journey is different I chose to be self-taught because first of all I didn't really have much money you know to yeah. buy my stuff proper education and I'm much better learning by myself I don't like being in a class of full full of people you know yeah. and um, I, I don't think I would learn much so I really learned my own way and um, I think it doesn't really matter whether you um, choose to go to school or whether you uh, you know choose to educate yourself I think it's um as long as it works for you and as long as you learn anything you know that's the most important thing so I don't think it's like you know it, it it's not very like I don't have any advantages like the most important thing is the finished product I make you know it doesn't matter how I got there you know so that's my opinion about this yeah so because I would say that because you're self-taught, you don't have any of the restraints of what is technically correct to do. So therefore you can kind of do anything you want and it's not wrong. Exactly. Yes. 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 That's, I agree. Yeah. I think that kind of gives you that sense of being able to be very unlimited in what you do. And, you know, there's no kind of, yeah, there's no box or no kind of label or framework that you have to kind of, because, because having, as someone who has been to university for a, a creative subject, it can be very mm-hmm. like off-putting because you're 
taught to create in a certain way. But because you're self-taught, it's kind of like you, can you do have whatever to learn you it yourself. Want. Yeah, so it, it's perfect. It kind of means that like everything you create is you, is absolutely just you. Like there's nobody else's yes. influence. So I think that's probably a good benefit, I would say. Um, and it shows in your work because your work is very kind of you. It's very consistent. It's very kind of, yeah. it has its own mark. And I like that, which we'll get back get into later for sure. I'm really curious about that. But um, yeah. before that, do you think that art education is important for artists? Yes, I think it's very important. Um, yeah, so yeah, so um, I would definitely recommend everyone to get an education, like some sort of education. If you want to go to school, go to school. If you want to, you know, buy a book and learn from a book, then do it because it um, improved my art so much, you know, after I learned everything that I was supposed to learn, after I learned like the facial anatomy, you know, the shapes and um, all the planes, it made it made such a difference, especially if you want to be really like established and if you want to, you know, I think make it, then that is very, very important, yeah. So where did you go for resources? Yeah, so I started learning um, with books. So I went online and I just bought like um, uh, like the, the first book um, that I could find on like drawing portraits and that taught me like all the fundamentals that I needed to know. And then um, like on YouTube as well, you know, I was searching for tutorials on YouTube and I also learned from other artists, like, um, for example, seeing other artists paint or draw, that gives me a lot because I can see, you know, their technique as well. So I take, I take little, like, from, like, you know, all the different resources and all the different artists as well. Like, what I, what I need, what I need. Yeah. That's really cool. And also, it's interesting because you have your own YouTube channel, which is something else I definitely want to get into later. I think that's really, really fascinating, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, but what does being an artist mean to you? It means like the whole world. <laughs> it's everything to me. I think it just makes me who I am. And it, I think it is like the core, you know, of me. And like, if I didn't have art, then I don't know how I would express myself. Then, you know, I kind of put my whole personality and everything into my art. And I think without it, I would die, you know, if I say it like that. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm kind of just really curious, just personally, like, why art, though? Like, why is art so important to you? Um, as I said, it's um, it allows me to, you know, express my emotions. It allows me to speak my own way. So if I want to say something or if I feel, you know, something that I can always put it on canvas and it really does help me a lot because sometimes I can't really say what I want to say, you know, either if it's like to other people or if it's, you know, to the world. And this kind of gives me a relief as well. Sometimes like if I paint a picture, if I finish it, it's like something, you know, drop out of me and, you know, it's on there and it's out there. And that makes me so, it makes me really happy. Yeah, it makes me the happiest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a release, I guess, almost of kind of like your inner emotions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, nice. that's actually really nice. That's a nice way to view it as opposed to it being something that, you know, you kind of forcing yourself to do. It's something, you know, you enjoy doing and you want to do as opposed to having to do. And I guess that kind of comes back a bit to the idea of working full-time as an artist is that sometimes you'll find you'll have to find yourself having to create work, not because you want to create mm -hmm. work. So I think, you know, that's exactly. always like a, a kind of a fine line 
that you have to kind of tread very carefully when you make anything into a full-time career that was part-time or just kind of definitely yeah and especially like I think that these days a lot of people are doing something they don't really enjoy so I know how frustrating it can be so you know like knowing that I have something that I really enjoy and I don't have to put much effort you know to do it's really it's really cool (laughs) that's actually a good point though because it's kind of a shame that you know some people don't have anything they'll enjoy doing but it's nice to know that like at the end of the day you know if you're busy with work you can go home you're gonna do something you enjoy doing when you get home you know so your day is not wasted exactly even if it's just a hobby you know just for like a few few minutes per day and if it makes you feel better then it's amazing that's really cool. I think that's that's great. I think that's a great mentality to have towards your own work because that means you're creating from a very kind of a place of enjoyment and a place of kind of like it fulfills you, as opposed yes. to it being something like you know a chore. And I think that's like that's the thing. Yeah. As soon as it becomes a chore, it's not something you want to really do anymore. That was not much fun, but it did. Yeah, yeah, there is no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it changes the way you think about it, and then it becomes you know just something that you have to do in a long list of to dos. So exactly, yes. Hmm. <laughs> So uh, what is the biggest challenge of being an artist? Well, I think these days it's uh, finding, you know, um, kind of distinguishing your actual work that you have to do and finding a time to actually do it. And especially if you want to become something, then you have to, you you still have to turn it into a business, you know? So I find the most challenging to do this because I'm naturally like introverted person. So it's quite like, it was always kind of hard for me to get myself out there. So, yeah, so I definitely find most challenging this, yeah. Hmm. And actually, there's not a question I put on here, but something that I do ask people often, is like, do you think there is like a link between introversion and artists? Because it seems like a lot of people I know who are artists are introverted. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yes. Um, I think there can, if there's like... If you are extroverted artist, then congratulations, you have it so much easier. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I think that a lot of artists are introverted. And for the reason, because you have to like sitting and, you know, creating long hours yourself. And I think that makes you introverted because, yeah, you spend a lot of time alone. And that kind of like, that would make you introverted well so yeah and I, I i enjoy spending time alone as well so yeah yeah hmm. that's interesting i think that's really interesting it's a conversation i think i need to have more with with artists because it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how people's personalities kind of shape the way they like the work they create and like the way they create work because somebody like yourself like you kind of create your own characters in like their own yeah. world and it's like, yes. I kind of wonder, like, had you been more extroverted, maybe that whole idea of creating your own world wouldn't be necessary. So, yeah, you yes. know, that's, that's, I think stuff like that really fascinates me. Like the idea of like, you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to be comfortable in a space that's not the real world. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, something interesting yeah. about that. You create your own world, yes. Yeah, because it's sometimes it's hard to live in the real world, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, because art then becomes yeah. like a form of like escapism or it's kind yeah. of definitely it gives, yes. you something, it gives you something other than just the satisfaction of doing it, it actually gives you something mm-hmm. so i like that that's really really cool um so yeah. actually let's, let's get on to your work actually um so could you describe okay. your work for those who may not have seen it 
Right. So I paint uh, mainly portraits, portraits of women. Um, they have big, um, big eyes. <laughs> and um, you could classify my work as pop, sur pop surrealism, um, fantasy, surreal art. They are very like, um, I would say, passionate, very um, sensitive. Yeah, very dreamy. Yes. And um, I put a lot of like characteristic into them as well. Yeah. Very colorful, yeah. <laughs> so, so what's really fascinating about that is that you said they're very sensitive. Like that's such, yeah. a, such a personified way of talking about them because they're two-dimensional paintings. But to you, they're yeah. people. Like that's so yeah. fascinating. Like that's so interesting. Yeah. Such an interesting word for you to use. And also I understand what you mean by that as well. I think that's what's yeah. really interesting. And yeah, that's really cool. I, that's such a great way to describe them. So that's so interesting. The idea of like, just the idea yeah. of like personifying something that is two-dimensional, that is flat, that doesn't actually really exist. But at the same time, it very much does exist because it's a physical yeah. object. Like that kind of parallel of, of like reality and, and bringing something into the world, but it just doesn't exist. Oh, it's not really interesting there, actually. That's really interesting. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So what was the first picture you created? Um, and at what point did you know you wanted to be like a, an artist? I think it was like, I would say six years ago. I was literally just, you know, in a job and uh, I was a receptionist back then. And then I was thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what, what am I going to do this for the rest of my life? You know, I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking when I was in my 20s like what am I going to do with my life I was just you know floating in there <laughs> and I was trying you know I was trying to work just and then I you know I realized okay so you like you know I like drawing I like art so maybe if I really like if I make a plan and if I commit myself to draw and paint almost every day then I could make something out of it I realized that it was very um difficult goal being an artist but I then I said, um, let's just see what I can do with it. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big. All I wanted to do um, just to try like where I could go if I practice every single day, you know, in the long term. So that was that was at the point that I yeah, I decided that I wanted to be like wanted to do something better with my life than, you know, sitting around in jobs that I barely enjoy. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I think that's what we all want I think we all want to be doing something where we'll wake up in the morning excited about getting up out, out of bed and, and kind of you know embracing the day and wanting to just to kind of get stuff done and, and, and having fun doing it and getting paid for that as well and yeah. getting paid for that yes <laughs> that is that's challenging yeah it is yes <laughs> and I think it's um because when you say art and when you say that you enjoy something, then there is not connected to you get paid for it. Because yeah. when I said to my friend, oh, I'm getting paid for this painting, and she was like, but it's your hobby. It's something you like doing. Why would you get paid for that? You know, so it's really? not like, I'd be like, some, I'd be like you know, it's congratulations, because it's, it's hard to sell a painting. Yes, you know, well done, I know. Because yeah. like, that's, yeah, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. That's an achievement. Exactly, that is yes <laughs> i would be horrified if someone said to me i would be absolutely horrified i'd be like do you not understand how much of achievement that is because do you know how hard it is to stop paying you know even if you like, get like a little money for it it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah absolutely because it means that somebody believes in what you do and it means that somebody is willing to spend yes. money and understands the time the value the talent you have to create that piece of work that not everyone else can create yes. so you know i yeah. think it's a special thing and i think 
it shouldn't be devalued because I think at the end of the day, it's hard, you know, it's really hard. And then, you know, you don't want to feel like the next time you get paid for painting, like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just a hobby. Because, you know, yeah, yes, it's just a hobby now. Or yes, you view it as a hobby now, but it, it can be a career. People out there making money <clears throat> being artists. There's no reason that it can't yes. happen. It's possible, especially these days, you know, you have all the, you know, you have in the internet and, you know, you've been, you have, if, um, you have lots of options. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a question I wanted to ask you. I didn't actually put it on the list because now you just said about sitting in a job you didn't like. I just thought of it. I thought I should have probably mentioned it. But is there anything that you'd wish you'd known about being an artist before you decided to become one? Right. Um, so I'm not like I'm just it's supplementing my income at the moment, but I'm very proud of you know, where I came. But I hmm, I don't know, actually, I think I've done everything that I've done, like as much as I could, I, I would say. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe I will tell you like in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. We can make that happen. That was perfect. Are there any particular themes you'd like to explore in your work? Right. So it's, I draw a lot of my feelings. So when I really like, when I feel something, for example, when I feel sad or when I feel angry and I, I, I paint it, it's like, um, yeah, I, I paint a lot of emotion. So my work is very emotional. Yes. Um, for example, I really like to paint about, you know, dreaming, like, you know, escapism, because I've been always a dreamer. And I think it, it wasn't really like appreciated, you know, people would say like, you're somewhere in the with the fairies. So now I kind of like appreciated myself that I paint about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, yeah, not just that. I think it's a, it's a very good universal theme to tap into. I feel like there's always times in our lives where we wish we were somewhere else other than here. And, you know, the idea of, kind yes. of you know, look at like films and TV and books, they're like all form of escape and games are all form of escapism. I think this idea of like living in real life has become kind of very narrow in the last few years, really. I think we're living more and more in other worlds than we are in our own. And I think that's kind of nothing wrong with art being involved in that too. And I think art is a great avenue to do that also. Exactly. I think it's good. Yeah, definitely. So, as you said previously, that a lot of your art is portraits of women. And I'm very, very curious as to why that is. Is there anything specifically about women or about the characteristics of the female form that you're interested in? I think that I'm women myself, so it's easier for me to paint women. And that, that is the main reason. And also, I think women are very, they're very beautiful creatures, you know. it's um, I'm not saying that men are not, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's just there's I really I like women, you know, like I like paint them because they're really like they're, they're beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm heterosexual, but I still like I think that women are very interesting, you know, in many many ways and I like to like celebrate them in a way. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, because the thing for me is that like I think your work is very much kind of it's kind of wrapped up in the feminine. Um it's kind of, you know, it's you can, t like, without, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but, like, you can tell, like, a woman painted it because it's very kind yeah. of, very yes. fancy, very kind of divine, very kind of, like, exactly. like you know, yes. ethereal beings. You know, you can kind of tell. 
Um, and I'm just kind of really interested in that kind of notion of like mm. just the place at which you're drawing from to create these images of women. I don't know there's something very special about your work that I really, really enjoy. I think it's because you have a very good, like the painting itself is very, very good. Like technically it's very, very good. Um, but also, <laughs> also it's so visually cohesive. Like you're, you have like a very certain style and mm -hmm. um, actually, can you talk a bit about your style? Like how did you, like firstly, so firstly, do you think you have a style? Yes, I think I do have a style. Um, I didn't really intend to have any style. I just drew and painted whatever I've, you know, found the most pleasing, I would say. But yeah, I think I have a style. It's like, you know, if I see my, like, if I would put like 10 paintings next to each other, I would definitely tell like, um, there's something about it that's me. Yes. So how did you get to this particular style? It's just like, I've always really liked um, these women with big eyes, like these dolls, because it really, it fits, you know, the characteristics I really want to go for. And also, as I said, I've always painted and, and drew whatever I liked the, the most. And the style really, like just, you know, it automatically kind of came forward. So I didn't really have to look for it. So I would always like recommend to anybody who is, like trying to find a style, I think it's just going to happen. Just, you know, just do whatever you find enjoyable and it will just come together. Yeah, over time. Like, so the interesting thing about your work is that like, I can think of artists whose work aligns with yours, but I can't think of any artists who are like very similar to yours. And I'm kind of curious as to like, did you have any kind of outside influences in terms of how can you create your work? Yeah, I had. Um, there's this artist. She's called um Happy D Artist. I think she was oh, one of my biggest. You know, yeah, yeah. So she's like one of my biggest inspirations. And then another oil painter. Um, called Lina Danya. She's also very well known. She influenced me a lot. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do indeed. I did have like um, a lot of um art influences as well. Yeah, but I'm, I was trying to just, you know, make it my own. I was not trying to, you know, copy them or anything like that. Yeah. So that's really interesting because from their work, there is definitely that kind of fantastical kind of um, goddess-like energy um, that, yes. I see, yeah, that I see with yes. your work, which actually is, they're really interesting, like, touchstones because now you said them, I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, it, it's, it's similar in kind of, like, theme, but it's not the same which is what I really enjoy. Um, and I like that. And I think actually your work in an exhibition together would be so interesting. Like that'd be so cool. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Someone needs to make that happen. We need to contact like Beautiful Bizarre or something or, or you know, to make that happen. Yeah, that'd yeah, be really yeah. interesting. That'd be so cool. Yeah, that's just a, there's really good examples. And now you said that, I'm like, I kind of understand your, your train of thought in yeah. terms of your imagery. That's cool. I like that yeah, a lot. Those are like the two artists that I would like, I think, about the first you know that those, those two girls influenced me the most yeah yeah I think they're amazing so yeah <laughs> so portraiture is actually really hard to paint yes like, do you have any advice for artists who might be looking to brush up on their skills for painting faces and or people I think that if you want to do portraiture painting definitely start drawing first um, when I started painting, I've already had like um, pencil fundaments in quite solidly. So it made painting so much easier so I could focus on color, but definitely start doing black and white things first and um, learn how to um, how to do form. Like um, seeing in 3D is the most important that you can actually 
you can actually learn, like start doing cube, you know, and then you can break down your nose, you can break down everything, you know, you can break down the whole head into shapes. So definitely um, doing black and white, black and white fundamental things in, with pencil is, is the most important. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's not possible, like if you want to try and paint um, the portraits first, then definitely do it. But you could end up like overwhelmed, you know, with color and with fundamentals and everything. I found it so much easier when I started painting, I could actually enjoy it straight away and I wouldn't have to worry about you know, having the portraiture fundamentals down. Yeah, so I think that gave me a lot of advantage as well, yes. See, that's a really good point, because I think a lot of the time when we see artists paint, we don't think about how much training and how much kind of hours they've spent doing the kind of preliminary research and the preliminary kind of drawing and sketching to get to the point they are. We just see somebody like, really cool painting a, a picture and we think oh it must be easy to paint you just get paint and you just post on a canvas exactly. and it's like yes now you just said that it makes me think even myself knowing you know getting to speak to a lot of artists like I never actually think about people's histories and how their <laughs> history of everything they've learned so far is what is going to create the work they create nowadays um, and that's actually yes. really fascinating because it makes me think like how cool would it be to go back 10 years in time to see what your work was like and then obviously in 10 years time what your work is going to be at that's so cool to track that yes, journey um, that's really interesting though okay, that's cool so the characters you create like do you consider them characters or do you consider them um i don't know do you name them no well not the actual women but i do name every single painting has like a story and it has like a title so yeah but not the women i'm kind of curious actually now you said that like would you ever like like to make it into like a book or kind of are the characters reoccurring mm -hmm. Um, no, but it's very interesting to um, think about that, you know, they, they could, yeah. For example, now I'm painting a, a mermaid. So I painted the mermaid like a year ago. I think it was the one that you put on the, the first picture you put on your um, Instagram or website. And now I'm painting another one, which is actually quite similar to the one that I've done. One so, you know, that could definitely be a story. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely something to think about in the future, you know. Yeah, it's actually quite a good um, inspiration right now, as you said it. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to, you know, follow up on my previous paintings. Because now I just thought about that. I just thought, like, how cool would it be if you had, like, this whole world with its own storyline and you made it into, like, a really interesting, like, book series and, like, each character, as you said, like, each character already has its own backstory. Well, there's already yeah. a story when you create, like, it's kind of... Yeah there's so much you could do with that like all these different characters all these different people you could do like a bunch of like tarot cards or playing cards you know stuff yes. like that would be cool or yeah I do like you know creating stories as well I think I have a lot in my head you know like in terms of imagination so I think that would definitely work that'd be really cool I don't know I'd love to see that like I can imagine you just having like a playing like a deck of cards like with like all these women on that'd be so cool like so interesting yeah that would tarot cards would be amazing actually yes <laughs> definitely yeah yeah hey suggestion <laughs> for you i just think i just think like your work has a lot of potential and it makes me really excited because it's like there's so much you can do in terms of like narrative and stories and creating books like physical yes. books or like even like just exhibitions like the way you'd arrange an exhibition could be like yeah. there's just so much you can definitely. do with it it'd be really interesting i don't know there's something there's just your work has something very fascinating about it and I think the great thing about it is that it's only going to get better because as you progress. So that's cool. I'm really excited 
to see what you do. I'm really, truly am. It's really interesting. It just... Oh, thank you so much. Thank so, you. So the interesting <laughs> thing for me is that normally when I ask people to do an interview, a podcast interview, it's because I read their biography and I like what they've written about their work. But your work was very different because yeah. when I featured your work on the Fine Fruit Bowl, I kind of looked at it and I was a bit like, these are really fascinating. And I don't mm -hmm. think I necessarily appreciated, appreciated them the first time I saw them when you sent them over. Right. When I uploaded them, I looked yeah. at them and I was like, these are really interesting. There's something really fascinating about these. And I was like, yeah. I really want to know about these. Um, so it's kind of really yeah. weird for me because I kind of did the reverse yeah. how I normally kind of interview people. And not just that, you're quite elusive online. There's not a lot about you. Um, which is also quite fun for me because I'm like, oh, now I'm going to ask all these questions because like there's nothing online. Um, I really appreciate, you know, I really appreciate your compliments. It always means a lot to me when people compliment me on my work. It never, never gets old, never gets old. So thank you so much. No, honestly, <laughs> but honestly, you did all the work. So don't have to thank me. It's kind of just, there's definitely something striking about your work. That I was a bit like, oh, these are really fascinating. I really want to, like, I just want to know more. And also because there's not a lot of you online, it's also like, it kind of adds to the mystery. Because it's like, oh, okay, who is this person who's creating this work? Because I think a lot of the time we see really great art, but we don't really know the artist. And I don't know if, I don't know if that's a question I put on the, in the interview notes, but like, do you feel like you ever need to be more present in your, say, Instagram or online for people to understand your work better? If I want to, if I feel like to be more present. Yeah, or... yeah like my personality or yeah like, like you like no you as a person like so like you know like oh this is me creating the art as opposed to like this is just the art yes yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think that um yes it's it's good to know about the artist as well because people connect to your art and they also want to know what kind of person are you you know they want to know i don't know what you're eating for breakfast but as you know all, all like also your values, you know, what are your you know, opinions about life? I've noticed if I really, really admire one artist, I'm very curious about what kind of person that artist is. And even if she puts um, or he puts like um, whatever is she doing with, with her day on Instagram stories, I'm actually very interested about it because I'm kind of like, okay, so she's doing this and that. And um, I wonder if I implement it in my routine, then... Um, you know, if I'm going to be more efficient in painting as well, it's yeah. But in general, I, I like to know. I like to know what kind of people are there. Are, are they, you know, behind the, the amazing art? So yeah, definitely yes. And I want to put my own personality there out there more. It's like you know, I have to do it step by step because oh, yeah. I've never been out there that much, you know. But yeah, definitely, I think it's it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you are one of many artists I speak to on a daily basis who are the, feel the same way. Like they would love to put themselves out there, but they're quite interested and they're quite shy. And not even just that, it's just, you know, it's a very vulnerable space to be in because you're being judged as a yes. person. Like for your art to be judged as one thing, but for you to be judged as a person is a very different thing, particularly when uh, you're putting different. so much time and effort into the work. Definitely, yes. I mean, for me, if somebody comments something about my personality or something bad then i i don't think i would care that much if somebody um comments something bad about my paintings you know <laughs> so yeah that's interesting no, that's super know. interesting that's that's kind of that's a good way to go about it though as opposed to being like offended by everything yeah. because that's the main, most important thing i want to you know put out there like my work yes but yeah but i think also 
I think we also forget that being an artist is it's not a lifestyle, but there are things you have to adapt in your life to be an artist. And I think that's yeah. where like, you know, kind of the daily routines as an artist or like, you know, how people kind of um, divide up their time and, and have set schedules and stuff like what that's why it's so important for us to see as people who like to create because it's like oh you know that person's creating in the morning or whatever like you know it's something that you can implement and be efficient I think yes, that's definitely I think that's like the positive way of putting yourself out there and kind of showcasing people you being a human not just as an artist because I think yes human yes we forget yeah we, we yes. forget that there are human people creating work and that everyone has a life and it's it's your time and your effort you're taking to create work it's not just something you're doing for fun five minutes in the kitchen exactly yeah and if you see like amazing artists and amazing artwork people kind of tend to put them in, on a pedestal you know and they don't they don't realize they're just humans with you know parts and imperfections you know it's yeah, not like absolutely you amazing art and you're amazing person you know <laughs> yeah absolutely you know, all the artists, most of the artists have other jobs as well which i'm really like interested about seeing sometimes i follow like artists life and then um like once in i don't know once in a blue moon they put like they work in marketing you know and it's just a basic thing but it's like oh wow i'm not alone you know they also work in like you know a normal job like everybody else <laughs> yeah like it, it kind of feels to me personally like that there's a bit of a stigma around doing art part-time yeah it feels like it's you're somehow not an artist if you do it part-time if you're not doing it full-time and, and that's your whole income when i think yeah. that's that's really wrong yes. because being an artist yes. is, is damn hard. It's a hard career to have, no matter whether you're making, you know, a yes. million pounds a year or not. I think it's a hard career to have, even just to make it, even just to make a, a slight profit or a break even is hard, you know, yes. and it's expensive. It is very expensive. Yes. So <laughs> I, I kind of feel, like, I personally feel like we need to open up the dialogue more as creatives about, you know, having a second job and kind of, you know, supplementing income and kind of how you important. can, yeah, and how you can yeah. kind of utilize your time to make sure that, you know, when you're back coming back home from work and have a, and had a tiring day that you're doing stuff that's going to keep you activated to get on with your work. Cause I think it's important. Exactly. Yes, I, it is. Cause the amount of artists I speak to that I assume are full time and they're not, or I assume they're part time yeah. and they're not. It's like, that's crazy because you have to sacrifice something in order to get full time work. And it's like not everyone's able to do that. Not everyone has the time and the money to be able to just sit around and paint all day, you know. No, you know what? I'm so lucky that I get to work part time, really good family, and I'm getting quite well paid as well. So I have like a lot of time for myself to paint, but not not the people have it. You know, I I don't think I would be able to work full time and then come home and then be drained and then paint. It's it's very very challenging, especially these days. And not, you know, I'm not, I don't have any children, you know, just for myself. And I can imagine like people who actually have lives like children, you know, work oh, yeah. and then oh, that yeah. is more challenging, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of artists who have families and um, yeah. I honestly am amazed they do anything. I truly am. Yeah. I like, because like that's a commitment. It's not even something that you can back out of you know no. and, and it's kind of like proud of it yeah <laughs> yeah like that like that's the thing like I just find it insane like there's one artist whose work I absolutely adore his name's Alex Salkowitz he's like one of the coolest people ever I just really mm -hmm. love his work and he has a he has a family 
Um, he's recently had an addition to his family, which is cute. And he's got a family and he works, he works like full time and he has a family and he paints. And I have nothing but respect for him because it's just like, it's so hard. It's so hard to yeah. do, but you're still putting the time and effort in. Like it still means a lot to you to, for you to be doing that. That's, that's just insane. Um, Definitely. So yeah. it's just crazy. But yes. then I also think on the flip side as well, though, it's all good having the time to paint. If no one's purchasing your work, then, you know, one could argue that time is not wasted, but it's also not being kind of helped, I guess. Yeah, I I had a full-time job before and um, nobody, like, I was not established or I was not making a penny, you know, or like a pound out of my arts. And um, I think that all of the times that I did it for free contributed to now where actually I, I get some, at least some money for my art. So it is definitely, you know, it all adds up in my opinion. Yeah. So, okay, what I'm really curious about actually is because, you know, your women they're not necessarily anatomically correct because their eyes are larger um mm-hmm. but i'm kind of really like interested like do so do you paint from a photograph or are they based mm-hmm. on certain people you know yes so if i have an image in my mind of what i want to paint then it's usually like um i need at least five or more references so I go on Pinterest and I usually like search like references of, you know, like women who have like an expression I would want to portray. Um, so I take like, for example, from one reference, I take the face from another, I take the hair. Um, and I also need to, you know, stylize it. Um, so it's not like I'm not accused of like, um, you know, copyrights as well. And it's like it works for my advantage as well that I stylize the painting because you would not be able to recognize the original reference or nobody can accuse me of anything. Sometimes I ask the artist permission as well if I can use it and they usually say that's fine. And, you know, it's, as long as you tag me. So, yeah. So I don't really work from um, imagination or it's not usually people I know. Yeah. See, that's really interesting. And I'm definitely really curious. Like, Would you like to have your own reference photos like would you like to have like do like a photo shoot in which you had like people dressed up or whatever yes I actually did that back in the days with my friends um when I was practicing like realism I would take them out and I would shoot them and then I would paint them or draw them but in the future it would be really good you know if I you know do the um pose like do the models like take the picture of the models myself on my painting so that's definitely something that I really want to do that would be really interesting and it would give me even more freedom you know because I would tell them what I want them to do you know so yeah yeah because I think that would personally I think would really elevate your work because yeah you'll have more freedom in terms of like expression and exactly kind of just like just kind of like color scheme location You know, just kind of yeah. even like the look of the model, because you know, I think that's like very important to your work. So it it's is. kind of like elements you'd want to be able to control, or at least have a say in. Yeah. And it's kind of really interesting that. Yes. That you, it's kind of also interesting that you don't do that, but in another way you do, because there's a culmination of different images. Like that's yeah. actually really fascinating, and I actually really like the idea. I think it's really clever. Mm-hmm. It's clever not just so you don't get sued, obviously, but yeah. it's clever just because because it means that your work is it's not something that can be just copied directly because it's been created from different places. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And like that whole idea of kind of repurposing images and kind of giving them a new life and a new form. 
it's actually really fascinating. I think it's actually really great. I think it's really great, actually. I mean, you do it very well, I must say. So, yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. So, as I said earlier, I really like your visual style. I think you mm-hmm. have, it's very consistent. Like, like an image from you, I can tell is an image of yours. Like, if I had, you know, 20 paintings in front of me, I can definitely say which one was yours because you have a very certain That's style. Very interesting. Um, yeah, to, to hear. But how do you... But how did you create a style, like a cohesive visual style, without being predictable, without kind of feeling bored of your own work? Yeah, that's the thing. I I think that my style allows me to do a lot of things, although it's like it classifies as pop surrealism. It is still very... I can do a lot of things with it, you know. Um, so if I have like something in my mind, I can work with it always. And I think it's very, it allows me to a lot of things. So I'm not, I'm not ever bored of it. I really like it. Yeah, I would rather be in like, a, in one niche than be like scattered around. And this is the niche that I enjoy doing the most. So do you feel like there are any downsides to creating your work or like in terms of, do you feel like you're ever boxed in? Or like, do you think people would ever become bored of looking at the kind of imagery you create? Right. Um, I think that it's like, it will not attract like all of the people because I started doing like realism. So in like on my page, um, a lot of people that were following me were actually interested about the realism. Now I changed my style to, you know, pop surrealism. A lot of people um, stopped responding to my new style. And, um, but it's also like, I attracted a lot of more people that actually like what I do and like my niche. So this is the only like disadvantage. You, sometimes if you like change a style, then you kind of lose a lot of people that will follow you for your style. Because they're not as not you know as they are not as interested, but I I don't I don't see much downsides because this is what I really enjoy the most and I think the right people you know will join me. See, that's really interesting because the last person that I interviewed was a photographer okay. who went from doing like who went from doing street photography to like fine art photography, and okay. he said the same thing. Like he said, like one of the things is that he realized is that like when he changed what he did is that a lot of people kind of dropped off because they weren't interested. Yeah. But then, as he said, as you've just said, he's just like, well, the people that get it will get it. Exactly. So he's not bothered because you yes. know he's doing yes. what he enjoys. Same way you're doing what you enjoy. And actually, I'm going to put you in touch with him because it might be a good person to talk yes. to about kind of like audience. Because I always wonder, like, how much do artists think about their audience, or like, how important mm-hmm. is it for you to like think about that? I don't know, but um, I'm going to write his name down here for you. So, um, and actually, Thank I've got a question for you from him anyway later on. Lovely in interview. Yes. yes. So. One thing I realized you did the other day, because I was going through your Instagram, is that you created like a color palette before you created the image. Right, yes. And I'm kind of, I saw it and I was like, this is a really interesting way of working. Is that the kind of way you normally work? Yes, yes. Um. So first I kind of like mix all my colors and then I, I paint it. Yeah, yeah. That's such an interesting way of working because it's it kind of... I don't know I just really enjoyed seeing the color palette and then seeing the yeah. image. I was like, that's really, really cool because well, it's like you know that you enjoyed this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I was like, this is really fascinating because you know, to, to people who don't necessarily paint, like I don't paint, but to people who don't paint, it's yes. just like, oh, this is just colours on this is just colours. Like, what are you gonna do with that? Then you Definitely. see the final result, you're like, Oh, actually, how did you get from that to that? Like, yeah, it's really, it was fascinating. I really enjoyed it and I was like, That's good. How do you yeah. normally work? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was really impressed. I just would like to. I usually like, you know, first before I paint, I choose the colors um for the for the particular painting. And then I first I mix the skin skin tones usually. Like I pre-mix a few colors beforehand. Otherwise it would be too hard because like the human face has lots of colors in it. It's not just orange, you know, as everybody would assume, but it has lots of different, you know, shades to it. So it is very important to kind of mix all the colors beforehand. And then I'm just mixing it even like with, you know, together. So, <laughs> yeah. So how important is color in your work? Because that's one part of your work that I'm really kind of fascinated by. It's, I'm very much drawn by It's like each character seems to have their own kind of like color palette or kind of color story. It's like how, yeah. how important is color in your work? Yeah, so um, I spent most of my like art practice years um, doing like black and white with pencil most of the time. So when I started painting, it was, I think, one and a half years ago, I was very like, this is one of the things that I really, really, really enjoyed because now you have all this new like um, possibility, which is color, you know, so you can do so much things with it. And for example, if I'm painting like a mermaid, I'm choosing like colors of the sea, you know, and I'm changing the face or if I'm painting an alien, you know, like how alien look like they they wouldn't have like a human color so you know I would put green for example or sometimes when I'm doing like I recently I painted a painting called fragile and you wouldn't put like bold blue in it or like bright red so I made the background kind of pinkish you know because because it's very soft and it's kind of like about the softer side of yourself so yeah I think it's very you know it's very important to kind of um, know what kind of what colors um are you going for and yeah yeah so what is your favorite and what are your least favorite colors to use one of my favorite colors i use a lot of pink and blue i think yes and one of my least favorite colors um i don't think i have like um least favorite colors i don't ever use black i don't work there's no need, no need to work with black so i would say black yes otherwise i work with all of the colors yeah <laughs> well are there any other colors that you would like to use more in your work that you're like oh actually this would be cool to use a bit more yes yes i have this like um like range it's called like a radiant range from um the brand that i'm using so i work with them a lot and then i think i use a lot of these days somehow I don't even think about it but when I look at my profile like Instagram profile I can see like my paintings seem to be all pink and I'm like okay I'm that was not an intention you know but <laughs> it happened yeah like again that goes that goes back to your visual style it goes back to kind of yeah. an image bringing yours exactly yeah it started I think I started to paint an angel you know and then angel is very soft a very soft creature so I thought okay so pink background would really like emphasize you know the angel and then it kind of like rolled over and I usually paint background blue because you know it's the sky and it's kind of like cold color and people usually paint cool backgrounds for the paintings so now I'm like okay so why don't I just do this pink you know why not <laughs> it's definitely cool. something different yeah and how often do you think about kind of like, as you've already mentioned, like the warmth and the cold of colors in terms of like the viewer's response? Like, do you use certain colors to hopefully get a certain response from the viewer? Yes, yeah. Um, 
recently I painted uh, this painting called The Dark Night of the Soul. And like one side of the painting was supposed to be about the dark night, you know? So it's like the darkness is coming to the human. So one side was really dark with like moths and spider webs. So that's supposed to like show the viewer that this is the dark side, you know, it's supposed to be scary a little bit. And then um, on the other side, like for the contrast, there was like light, like light pink, you know, and yellow as well. So I was hoping to show, you know, the, the contrast between the light and the dark. I think I, I portrayed it quite well, I'm, I'm hoping, yes. <laughs> but for me, like the interesting about that is that like that could become a whole series by itself. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. I think that's and like that's that's what's interesting about your work is that like each one of your images could become like a series. So that like you have like a mermaid series and an angel series and yeah. a duality series, and you know you can have like so many different things you could do with it, but it's yeah. still the same principal idea and it's still going to be your work. It um, is, yes, yeah. It's very narrative. Yeah, there's a whole lot of story. Really definitely, I always think about like how I would like to communicate color to the viewer, you know, how I would like the viewer to perceive the color. For example, if I would paint like something very scary and dark, I would not put pink in there because I want the viewer to be a little bit scared, you know. I want the viewer to be connected to the moods, you know, and then the color is a huge, huge, huge part of, you know, how you actually able to achieve that, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But that's it's kind of interesting though that art can do that. It can elicit like an emotion from the viewer just through the use of color and through the use of composition. And it's like how a two-dimensional space can become three-dimensional. That's like interesting. That's just fascinating. It is very fascinating. So let's talk a bit about the way you approach your work. So um like what is your creative process like? Like do you have any kind of particular routines that help you focus on your art? Yes. Um so the main kind of like um like a schedule I have that I'm trying to paint every single day. I have like a day off and I'm, you know, also trying to be social as well. And um, so I usually wake up, I work from like 3.30. So I wake up in the morning and then I have a breakfast and then um, what I eat is also very important. And then I go uh, and do my painting for them. So I'm just trying to squeeze it in like anytime I'm not at work and I'm not like with other people. And uh, also what I found was very helpful um, was exercising. I definitely feel like that's helping me focus much, much more, you know. So, yeah, so the creative process is just to paint as much as I can and um, just to stay healthy as well. That's very important for me. <laughs> as much healthy as I can, of course, like <laughs> the occasional chocolate or like it's, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's a good point though, actually, in terms of like mm-hmm. maintaining a healthy lifestyle to get into the mindset of being able to do other stuff. Because I think it's not something that we really think about. We just think, oh, okay, yeah, you'll rock up to your studio or to your room and paint and whatever. But it's like, actually, you have to have things set into place before you can do that. Because, you know, if you're, you know, working and you're coming home and then you're hungry and then you're painting, you're not going to be in the best kind of frame of exactly. mind to do that. Yes, yes. So uh, I always try to paint before I go to work because when I come from work, I'm usually tired. So I'm not as efficient, you know, or for example, the face, that's the most important thing. So I try to do that when I'm like in the morning, you know, when I'm energ- as much en- energized as I can. Yeah. 
I need to focus a lot more than, for example, when I'm painting hair or something much easier, yeah. Yeah, because stuff like that, it can become quite, um, you go on autopilot because you've done it so much and you do it so much. It's something that's quite repetitive. Yes. So like, it's not something you need a lot of mental energy for. However, something like a face proportions, that is, you yeah. need to make sure it's correct because otherwise your whole image is going to look weird. Exactly, yes, definitely. <laughs> so do you have a studio or like where do you work? Right here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's so I, I live in a like, um, I live in a studio, like a very small studio. And I have like a little space where I, um, where I'm painting. It's like literally a table and I have my art supplies there, but it's like all I need. And I have this little like uh, easel um, that I paint. And um, yeah, it's just literally like a space in my studio where I live. Yeah, that's what I, you know, all I can do. I can't afford to have like a big, you know, big, big studio. Yeah, I used to share houses as well with other people before. And um, so I, I had only one room for myself. So I had to squeeze in, you know, anywhere I could literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like to have the table like just for myself. And, you know, that is just for creating. It's not for eating. It's only for, you know, the creative process. Yeah. Would you like a studio? yes oh my goodness like if i can afford it one day in the future i would have a huge studio definitely yes <laughs> yeah what would a huge studio give you that the space you have now doesn't right so maybe if i like expand my practice one day um i would like to have like for example one table for the painting process one table just for the like office stuff um then oh, I would have a printer, you know, like storage. Yeah, it doesn't have to be huge, huge. I'm kind of a minimalist, actually. But if I could, then I would have like a separate studio, definitely. Like, I don't see a reason why not. <laughs> but I have everything I need at this, you know, now. I can, I, I, I'm able to done everything, you know, that I, I'm, I can. So, yeah. And I paint in lot, like smaller scales as well. So, Space is not a huge deal now. Yeah. Like, would you like to create bigger pieces of work, though, like larger scales? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, at the moment, I don't have much space. So yeah. not like it's not that important. But in the future, I would definitely try to go bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. But I, I must say, like, I really respect the fact that you're making do with the space you've got. And you're creating great work from the space you've got with what you have, as opposed to like wanting more or like, or like, you know, being like, oh, I need more. Because yes, of course, you would like more, of course, but it's not something that you need. It's something that you would like, you know, and I, I think that's really great that you're creating with what you've got because you're doing a good job so far. And yes, you want to expand, but it's nice because you're conscious that it will expand when your work expands and when you get paid more for your work then you can, you know, it's like, you're not, you're not running before you, you're not jumping before you can run. You're being like, hey, cool. When I get paid more, when I, this is an income, then I can expand. And I, th I think that's the best approach to have. Yes. Yes. You have to be grateful for what you have right now and do, you know, like do all you can do with that, what you have. Yeah. Even if I had like very, very tiny space and I had to, you know, crouch in the carpet to paint i would do it because you know if it was all i had then i would do it but yeah i don't need you know i don't need more space if i could have it then i would but i'm not saying that not 
you know, I'm not like, oh, this is all I need, you know, I will never yeah, need yeah, anything else. Yeah, that's every, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's that's the thing, isn't it, really? Like, I, I agree with what you said when you said, you know, you're grateful for what you have, you know, and use what, what you have because there are yes. people in the world who don't have that either. Exactly, you know? definitely, yeah, yeah. And it's good. I think you're doing a good job. Thank you. And it's going to be a good story, like for the future, you know, like you will say your children, oh, I was creating that and then I was living in there. You know, it's quite, it makes a character, you know, it makes like a good personal story as well, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, it's nice to see that people are just, you know, being so passionate about something that they're using whatever space they have to do it. And it's not like, I don't know it's just nice to see. I think it's just great to see personally. I think it's absolutely great to see, particularly somewhere like London, where it can be very greedy and it can be very kind of elitist and be a bit like you know, oh well, I need this and I need that. Um, yes. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see people are still humble. I guess. Yes, definitely. You have to be humble, but you also, you know, you also have to accept, you know, like good things as well. You have to be. You have to be humble and ambitious. Like you have to have the ambition to want to have more. But also remember that, you know, you don't necessarily need that. I think that's my, that's the way I try to live my life. It doesn't necessarily exactly. work. So how do you know when a painting is finished? Yes. Um, so for me, um, I'm not one of those oil painters that would spend years or months. I'm not the kind of a person. I'm not, I don't have that kind of a patience. So I, for me, it's whether I'm satisfied with like, if, if nothing is disturbing on the painting, for example, on the drawing, it's like, this is what I like, this, everything, like all the aspects, like as a whole, it looks finished to me. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like completely detailed, but it has to have that wow factor, you know, for me, it's like, oh, wow, oh yeah, and that is, that does the job. So if I see something is like, I don't know, a piece of hair is not like, is disturbing me in any way, then I add it. Sometimes I finish the painting and then the next day I stare at it and I'm like, this is bothering me. So I kind of like, you know, I touch that as well a little bit. Yeah, it, sometimes it's very hard to, um, to know when the painting is finished. But for me, it has to have this wow factor and um, that like, every single thing is working together and nothing is like undone, you know, nothing is lazy if I say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you ever get like a second opinion? No, no, it's just me. <laughs> I don't really like to, um, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm my own judge. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm just kind of curious because I think our making is so personal that you put a lot of your time and effort and your yourself into your work. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of always curious to see if people always ask other people's opinions before they think it's finished. Because right. you know, someone could turn around, and, someone could turn around and be like, "No, it's, I, I think that you need to add this, and I think you need to add that." But oh, no, that doesn't mean I don't that you need to add that. I would, I would not like it if somebody would be, mm, "This is that, and that looks that." I don't think I would like it. <laughs> Just me. Some people would prefer it, but yeah, I would actually prefer to to finish the painting and then maybe get a second opinion, but. I'm very kind of a individual person on these things, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so how long does it take before you post the image online after creating it? After like after it's quote unquote finished, like how long yes. then do you post it online? So when I finish a painting, it usually takes like two weeks before it's dried. And then I can add I varnish it. And then um I usually take a picture and then I post it, I adjust it in Photoshop. And then I post it online. 
so it's like two weeks two weeks and a little bit more yeah i think that's something i'm always curious about this i don't really think about that often like when i look at art is online especially obviously just online is you don't mm-hmm. think about like like how far removed from the actual finished product is this painting because True. you're right like you know it's you know it's like oh this is the vanished final thing it's not yes as the artist has just painted their last brushstroke and that, that's something that I've never actually really thought about now I'm saying it I'm like I've never thought about that because um, yeah. yeah. you know some people's work takes time like there, there are a really cool really cool artists I like who creates these really incredible resin sculptures called Joe Riggio and like his work takes forever to create but it's like you yeah. you see the process but then you see the final piece and it's like that hasn't been just created it's been sitting out it's been, been like existing in, it's been existing in the world yeah. before it gets taken before it gets put online and i think yes. there's something really interesting about art because it's a physical object um because we see it so so much nowadays on screens that we forget that it exists in the real world it's not just true an image yes a lot of my um favorite artists sometimes they're like oh this is i finished this piece i finished after three years i'm like oh my goodness i could never do that it's it never happens with me i'm a very fast-paced person so i try to find like the fastest way i have to do things it's just how i work and i would not be able to like leave a painting and then come back to it in one you know in a few months or something i like to focus on one painting and then get it done as quick as I can and then move on to the other it's just how I work but yeah have you ever painted over a painting um like over a finished piece of painting yeah like say like you create something you liked it and then you look back at it you're like I don't like this I'm just gonna paint over it I would never do that no once it's finished it's out there and it's done literally no (laughs) that's such an interesting way to work yeah because I'm kind of thinking like how interesting would it be if there was another Mm -hmm. if you got another artist to paint over one of your paintings and then you threw like taps or something on it to reveal the stuff underneath. Oh my like, gosh. Half of it would be yours, half would be theirs. Yeah. That's why I don't get second opinions because then somebody would say something like, oh, this is bad. And I, then I would not notice it before, but I would notice it after the person would point it out. And then I would have to yeah. repaint it again. And I, I don't think that would work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that's, I think the kind of notion of being so like aware of, having your own standards and kind of just yourself, like yourself being the only person who sees your work and decides yes. whether it's finished is it's yes. actually really fascinating. So I don't know how often people do that. It's something I need to ask more artists because it's like, it seems like you're very, you're very, very aware of what you want to say with your work and how your work wants to yeah. look. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I think that's, that's something interesting about that because it's like, you're very certain of yourself, which I think is a great thing. Um, and it's interesting. I don't know how many, how much, I don't know how much artists really do that though it is very like i always took my paintings and my art kind of like my own world you know and my own thing it's something like i don't because you work in a job and you get lots of like people who are you know t- telling you what to do and this is what i don't like um when i'm creating i just have this particular image and how i want it and this is exactly how it's going to be it doesn't matter that i don't ever critique myself i always try to compare myself with you know like artists that are much more skilled not because like not in a negative way but I'm always trying to okay so this is I could do better next time and this is what I could do better this artist has it like that I would like it I would like my work to be like that in the future you know it's not like I'm like oh this is the best that I could do you know or this is the best that you know my opinion is the best I'm not like that but um it's kind of like I know you know where I'm going and yeah if it's 
if I make a mistake, I don't mind. I just leave the mistake in there, you know, and and just move on and not try, try not to do the mistake in my second painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That's an interesting way of working. I don't know if many artists work that way. That's kind of very, very interesting. You don't? No. Interesting. I'm not sure. I don't know if they do or not. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of the time, or at least a lot of the artists I've spoken to are very perfectionists. Like they're very much yes. like, you know, they want everything to be perfect. They want the final image to be, you know, the best thing ever. And it's kind of like, that's cool, but, you know, you might not have the time they have to dedicate to a painting. You know, you might not have yes. the the hours and you might not have the space and you might not have the ability and you might not have the focus. Because exactly. painting, being away from your phone, painting is, is I imagine, very demanding. So, you know. Yes, it is good to be perfectionist, but not at the point that you are not finishing your work or anything like that. Yes, I'm trying not to be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're part of the Surreal Harmony Art Collective. Yeah, yes, yes. So could you talk, I didn't, I have no idea this existed. Could you talk a bit about it? Tell me, tell me like kind of what it is and kind of yeah, talk of a bit course. about it. Yeah, so, um, so Surreal Harmony Art Collective is like a group of people with like a similar niche as I am in, like they create surreal and fantasy artwork. I think that all of them like have like big eyes as well as I do. And um, so we have this... Um, monthly auctions like every three months we have like an auction oh. so we have a topic like for example this um, topic is going to be deep sea garden and everybody is kind of painting whatever you know their perception of the topic is so it's very free like that but we have to you know like create in that particular topic and then we put it online and then people bid on it and yeah oh, wow. so they have like their own audience as well like art collectors i think i sold like um one piece i sold in on the actual auction there and then um lots of like other art collectors found me through the website so i think it's amazing you know in terms of like networking and it's like um i think the artists there are amazing as well i really like you know their work and it's very similar to me as well so it's very good it, it's very it's great to connect with that kind of artist and a lot of artists that are quite established as well so it's great you know to watch their you know art development as well yeah that's such a great idea i think there needs to be more kind of interlinked kind of communities and art yes yes especially where like there's a common goal where people are creating stuff and, and picking because exactly. you know we see because you know we see in like october for like inktober and stuff like that i think it's great yeah but, yes, uh, we don't really necessarily see it year round for people to kind of be connecting and creating work and exactly. kind of sharing work. And yes. Yes. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I know it existed. I'm going to actually dive into that a bit more later on today, I think, and look at some of the artists there, actually. And yeah, yeah you should have a look. Um, artists are amazing there. Yeah, very, very good artists. Yeah, I think there. I might actually. That's a really cool idea. It's something I didn't realize existed, and I saw it on your profile, and I was like, oh, what's that? Yeah, I've never knew these things existed as well until, you know, I found out these these people so yeah i'm so happy that um they accepted me as a member it's it's been really fun yeah <laughs> that's really cool and that's a great way to get your work seen by a completely different audience that exactly. as you said you know the art collectors that people who are going to want to buy your work it's not just yeah. like you know people who are just going to say this is nice it's like it can actually benefit your career it, yes definitely yes and um it gives me extra exposure as well you know because we share it like throughout each yeah. other and everything so yeah it's been great that's, that's great and that's absolutely amazing. I think it's so cool. So, 
are there any artists? I know that we probably broached the subject earlier, but I'm going to ask you anyway as an official question. But are there any artists that you would like to collaborate with or to exhibit with? Um, not at the moment. I'm just focusing on my work, but at the future, then um, definitely, like I would say, some of the artists with my own niche. I don't have like particular names in mind at the moment. But I think there will be time that I would want to collaborate with other people and have more exhibitions. So, so far, I'm just selling it on Etsy, you know, and um, I'm not putting it much like on galleries. But yeah, there's something de to consider, definitely. Yeah. Is that also something you would like to do in the future as well? E you mean like the exhibitions and stuff like that? Yeah, like, like exhibiting work, having gallery shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, so far, I'm kind of like having quite success on selling them like to et on, on Etsy. And um, um, that's definitely something that I would want to explore, like get into galleries in the future. Yes, I've, I had a street exhibition in like um, professional art store, which was really interesting. And I've sold, um, I've sent my work to America to uh, like uh, one of the festivals as well. And um yeah, in the future, I really want to explore like gallery shows. Definitely, yeah. I think your work would be very, very good for gallery shows. I think your work would be mm -hmm. would fit in very nicely with a lot of kind of the the kind of you know new contemporary pop surrealism. I think it fits very, very nicely, and I I can definitely see your work being exhibited with with uh, alongside people. I definitely can see. It. I think it will be something that's very, very doable, mm. and very achievable. Um, I just need to find the right like galleries because so far um they take like crazy amount of money which I can't really afford yeah, you know so I need to kind of do more research and see oh, yeah. if, you know if there are possibilities yeah yeah definitely absolutely I also think it's you know as always it comes back to like exposure and it comes back to reputation if anything that's what it's all really about is your reputation as an artist like if you're well known then you know not necessarily if you're just well known, but like if you have a good reputation, your work can sell for a lot of money. And and you know, that way if a gallery takes, you know, 50%, it's not gonna affect you too much because it's gonna be the money you're gonna make. Yes, but I definitely think there's a market out there for your work for sure. Like mm hundred -hmm. percent, I think so. Mm -hmm. Good to know, yeah. I will explore that definitely in the future. I will send you some potential places to feature your work. So not necessarily yeah. galleries themselves, but even like other websites. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because I know a few that would actually be really helpful. So so do you feel like you're part of a larger art community? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm very active on Instagram at the moment and um, I'm kind of networking with other artists, which is really, really good. I really enjoy seeing like um, all of the other artists' processes and... Um, also, I'm trying to learn from them how they sell their, their work, how they market their work, you know, and it's cool to see like a progress and um, be, you know, be, yeah, it's fun to be part in a, in a, like a large art community, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And that leads in very nicely into our next section, which is social media. Everybody's okay. favorite section. Let's do um, it. So what are your thoughts on social media? And how does it impact your practice? Right. Yes. Um, so um, I think that social media these days can benefit the artist like a long, like a lot. When I started creating, my Instagram was not very well known. So, um, so it was just like a platform to 
put myself out there, you know, to kind of like share my art with other people. But now um, Instagram kind of caught like a good algorithm. Finally, after I don't know how many years, after seven years. So now I'm seeing some fruits, you know, finally. So I think it can be a great way on how to get exposure of your work, but it also can get you in a really bad place. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. It's in terms of like, if you compare yourself with other people as well, which I'm not, I'm trying not to compare my art with other people. I'm trying to kind of like get inspired and critique myself. Like I try to see what the art, how the artist did it, you know, and what I can do to, what I can do, what the other artists did in order to help my art. But if you spend so many time, a lot of time in there and um, you can really like feel really bad about yourself because you can see like, oh, this artist has so many likes and my art has so little likes. Like this artist is so amazing. And then you see this artist who is who has so many followers and you automatically think that his life is amazing, you know, because he made it and it doesn't have to be true at all. So I'm, not, I'm trying not to really compare myself like not trying to, you know, um, get caught up on my likes or my followers. It is important. I'm trying to use it as like a marketing tool and, you know, networking as well. But I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm not comparing myself with other artists in terms of likes and, you know, followers. Yeah. Yeah. How important is it for you to have like an audience for your work and you have like a specific viewer in mind yeah it is very important for me to have an audience because um i'm creating for myself and i also want to connect you know with the world so i am working on like um i'm now working on um you know gaining a larger following for my art yes so i think it's very important for artists to have like a following especially like I think the less of a like the more I'm trying to create in my niche the more people are actually coming in you know it's like I'm not trying to be so scattered and I'm, I'm not creating what I think would people enjoy but I'm just creating whatever I like then people are automatically coming more I, I, this is what I've noticed because they connect to this they connect to kind of like they connect to art because like I put a lot of like love into my art if I say it like that so you know people see it and if I enjoy it then people enjoy it even more you know it's yeah 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 that's good that's a great way to describe it actually mm -hmm. so do you think there's a difference between an artist and a content creator yeah well um I was never a person that would really like label things, you know, I don't yeah. think there's much of a difference. Um, I think that I was also making a YouTube and I was doing all these talks about art and I was also creating a content and I'm doing even now I'm creating a content, I'm creating like a little videos, you know, and I think even putting a picture online is creating content. I'm, I don't know if I'm mistaken, but I think that you can, you can, you don't have to label yourself, you know, if you're a content creator or if you, if you're an artist, you know, just do whatever, you know, you want to do. And 
yeah, but I think there's much of a difference. I'm not sure if I'm mistaken, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm always curious about people's opinions because I feel yeah. like the content creator is such a, a broad term because one could argue we're all content creators because we're creating content for the internet. Yeah. But then it's also, it's also very specific about a certain kind of person who creates work. Who yes. is, is like, you know, and it kind of, I'm always interested in where people's kind of opinions fall on that, especially artists who work you know, so hard on an image that can be just scrolled past and look and you know, someone who's created like something for five exactly. seconds yes. might get more views. You know, I, I think the algorithm is very unfair. Yeah. As I as I yeah. always saw it, like you have to kind of um <coughs> give your like give your work to a robot, you know, to an algorithm. It's not yeah. like it's like almost on luck. It is like important <laughs> for your work to be really good. But sometimes you have to have a good luck for the algorithm to, you know, perform well. Sometimes it's not even about your skill. It's just you have to put it out there and it keeps changing as well a lot. So it's like trying to kind of fight against robots, you know, it's how it feels yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's an absolutely great analogy. It's, it's yeah. so true, though. It that's is. Great. Yeah. I love that a lot. That's yeah. I need to be like a painter. And this is like a, a Yeah. It's like a robot is judging your work, you know? It's not even a real human person it's yeah <laughs> that's a cool way to look at it actually um, <laughs> so so do you think your work translates well online and like mm -hmm. is there a difference between seeing it on the screen and seeing it you know i said in print but what i meant is like physically on the gallery wall yes. or on, on the canvas it's i think there's a huge difference i'm always trying to take um like a very very high quality picture of my work and put it online as close you know to the actual painting as possible and I think that I've done a good job so far but still I think you have to be your art have to be really captivated because captivating in order to catch people's attention because even I do it I just flick through Instagram and I, sometimes I don't even look I don't even read I just flick through it you know and it has to be really really cool you know the the like the content has to be really cool for it to catch my attention. So, but a lot of people who seen the actual physical paintings or actually most of the people said that it's actually like the image can't do the, the paintings justice. And even like my customers said it as well. Like the image can't really, can't really like translate of like they, it can't really make justice of the, to the actual physical painting. It's, I think it's very different experience. Yeah. Especially want to buy a piece of work so it looks like now. I'm like, oh, what would it look like if I see it in person? Yeah, really it's It's very different. Yeah. It's whole it's a whole lot of different experience. Yeah. And every everybody who's seen it like said it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind yeah. of curious, like what kind of feedback do you get for your work and what kind of feedback do you prefer to get? Okay. Um, so I'm not at the point that I would be getting any negative feedback at this moment. Everybody's like, everybody's feedback was good so far. And of course I prefer to get a good feedback. Yes. But yeah. sometimes I get like a constructive criticism. And in one of the YouTube's video, I think I did a video about like beginners oil painting thoughts. And there was actually a, a very good artist who would like suggest some ways on a, how, can, how I can improve my painting, which I really appreciated. 
So I, I don't really mind getting a constructive criticism on my art. I think it makes me a better artist as well, especially if it's from somebody who is like very well, you know, established and has very good skill. So I think that that would be really cool if I got more of those. Yeah, but so far I've been getting like compliments on my art. Yeah. And I think I still need like to improve my art a lot. You know, there's always a room for improvement. You know, it's I'm not saying like, you know, it's yeah, I think you have to always find a balance between kind of liking your work and improving your work. That's how you, you know, move forward as an artist, definitely. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, you're going to feel like everything you do is perfect. You're never, you can't do any wrong. And then when somebody says something about your work you don't like, you're not going to like that. Exactly. Um, you always have to remain humble. Realize, you know, you are, you know, you're evolving as a person just as your work is evolving. Yeah, definitely. Yes, absolutely. So, what kind of different hats do you have to wear as an artist, other than just creating the actual art itself? Right. Yes. So, if you are doing like art for a business, then you have to be a business person as well. I think that's yeah. very important. You have to like, you have to be a social media person. You have to know kind of a little bit of a graphic design because taking a picture of your painting versus, you know, the actual painting. Oh my God. It's like the art of its own, you know, to kind of reproduce, make a reproduction of that. It's just, you have to be very skilled about many, many things. It's not about painting and drawing. <laughs> then actually the actual process afterwards, it's a lot of it as well. And a lot of artists are making videos as well. So you have to be able to edit videos and um, you have to be kind of a tech person. Yeah, because a lot of it's happening online these days. So you have to be skilled in these things like making websites even, you know, and I don't know, I could go on and on <laughs> about what's behind all of this. So, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like, like for me personally, that's like part of the artist kind of creative process you don't really see or you don't hear necessarily as much about like as you said a very important one you just said that was like graphic design like I rarely ever see artists talk about graphic design mm. or like how to photograph their own paintings or how they make stories or just the kind of components of the digital realm I wish they have to kind of be good at um assuming they're doing it themselves they could also be paying somebody else but it's I feel like again that's another conversation I think people need to have more in terms of like you know how do you get from wanting to paint a really great image to having that image finalized and having you know your YouTube video edited professionally and you know all that it kind does. of stuff because it all takes time it does all take time it's all yes. skills it's all time it's all like very different skills to have exactly it's, I was very lucky to actually went to graphic designing like high school oh. So I kind of knew and I was also, as I was introverted, I, um, I'm i the generation that when I was like a teenager, a computer started, you know, the internet started. So I spent a lot of time like by myself, just like developing into the internet world, you know, and I was doing my, I was um, like working with Photoshop before I went to school because I was very interested about all these things. It, I don't know if you're familiar with the game The Sims, I'm sure you are. I was kind of like recording the people and then I was making music videos back then because it was kind of a thing so <laughs> I kind of I didn't even realize that I will need the skills for my art you know as well and it all came very 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 handy and yeah so 
Yeah, because that's so, so one of the craziest things that I've discovered within the last six months is the amount of artists who don't know how to use Photoshop. And I'm oh, like, that's really? insane. I don't like, even that's absolutely insane. I don't blame them. It's like it's it's not easy, you know, if you ever oh, yeah. if ever and it's, and it's, <laughs> and it's not a requirement. So it's there's it's no, no like, you know, um no like disrespect to anybody who doesn't know how to use Photoshop. It's just as a photographer. It, that just yeah. strikes weird. That just makes me feel really strange. Like, that's so super weird. Like, yes. so how do you move stuff from one to how do you edit stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's your content. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then, yeah. but then again, there are plenty of the apps you could use. So you don't have to use Photoshop. Photoshop is expensive. Yeah. I do understand. Like, it's not. I don't even have Photoshop yeah. currently because of my computer. So, you know, I can't yeah. really talk. <laughs> it's, it's like you're. On, I don't even realize. Like, I'm using it like on a daily basis. You know, it's so normal for me, but. There are actually artists who don't know how to do these things. It's it's I've never even it's good that you pointed this out because I've never I I never think about it. I just do it every every single day, like automatically, you know. It's yeah. Yeah, my, my kind of I guess the kind of follow-up to that would be like how often do you post about these kind of things? Because I think it'd be really important for you to well, it could be important for you to share. Mm -hmm. Like even something really which seems like really basic to you, but it could be really helpful to other people, like you know, That's creating a story yes. or creating, yes. you know, yes, you know, just the most simplest of things, like you know, taking pictures of your work or or creating a website or it how is. you manage your website yeah. or the cost of websites and you know, things that people things that people need to know That's that I'm true. pretty sure when you started you would have liked to have known. Yes, I was. Yeah, that's actually a very good point because every time I'm like, oh, I need to, I should make like what kind of like tutorials can I make on YouTube? And then I'm because I, I know how to do it. It's easy for me. And I would be like, oh, but nobody will benefit from it because everybody knows that, which is actually not true at all. You know, it's like a lot of people would benefit from that. If you, you don't even realize. Yeah, not even like. Not, yeah. I must say, not just that, I think stuff like, particularly for something like YouTube, where you're going to want repeat viewers, having yeah. something that's quite generic that is going to have a lot of people that can be reshared very easily is a good way to kind of generate more interest in your work. Definitely. Um, it's a very good idea. Yeah. That's good that you pointed this out. Something to look at. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Just an idea. <laughs> yeah. Very this is good. why I like talking to, this is why I like talking to a lot of people because yeah i get a chance to kind of talk to one person about something and be like oh i bet this artist i'm going to talk to next has not heard of this or you maybe not, not be thinking about uh, this yes you would not think about it yeah i should talk more yeah. you know i should talk with more people about art i usually yeah. don't do this but it's very beneficial <laughs> because because like yeah. i had a conversation with I, the artist i mentioned earlier jay ridgey i'll cut this back because i ran it's a bit of attention but like i had a conversation with him about it we were talking about like you know, sending shows off to galleries, packaging and work, stuff like that, where people is every day to people who do it, but not everybody knows how to do that, you know, and, I it, start, and it's hard. Yeah. Yes, I started packaging my paintings only like last year as well, because that's when I started. And I I was searching tutorials on how to do that. It's, it's yeah. you have to make sure that it's, you know, it stays untouched, it's you know. It's, it's safe, yeah. yeah. And safe, and, and it doesn't get bent. So let's go on to your YouTube channel because I'm very kind of curious about it. So like, can you just talk about like kind of like, why did you start? Why did you like start it? And kind of like where, like kind of what are your kind of goals and aims with it? Yes. So uh, when I started my YouTube channel, I was very, very, very naive. I was um, working as a barista full time and I bought my first DSLR camera. And um, so I started to make these like little videos and everything. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to gain like a, 
I don't know, I'm going to gain 100,000 subscribers and I'm going to quit my job, which never happened. I think I have like 60 subscribers there. <laughs> but yeah. then I was like, let's just have it like for fun, you know, and just enjoy it. And yeah, it was just, I recorded my process like of drawings and paintings and then I edited it out. And it was actually very interesting to see how it's all coming together, you know, from start to finish. And then I started to record like paintings with like talk as well, because I wanted to get better at talking in general. So yeah. it was not like, it was not meant to kind of gain followers or anything like that. It was just something to do for myself, you know, to get better at editing videos and talking. And um, just very interesting to see like um, the process of the painting from start to finish. So, and um, I haven't made a video, I think in a year, because it's very um, time-consuming process, but um, in the future, it's you know it's out there, and I would definitely get back. Would like to get back to it, definitely. Yeah. So I think it's nice because it's like a like a, a visual diary for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You can think about. It. Yeah, that's. I just that's exactly what I thought. So that's a great way for you to kind of document your history, through, yeah. and your journey through art. Journey, um, yes. with, yeah, yeah. you know without without the pressure of being like oh i have to have followers or i have to have that's the thing. yes yes me for it. exactly like, that's, yes. a, that's a yeah. bonus and that's a benefit that is because um, yes. I, I feel like actually nowadays in kind of like the youtube world it's, it's very kind of like competitive it's very like oh i need people to see this i need people to see that so it's nice to have you know speaking to somebody who has a very kind of different take on it where it's like it's not like the pressure of you have to have followers you have to have you know a lot of exactly. views it has to be perfect yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's something... you're doing it because you enjoy it exactly that's yeah. actually really good i know just yeah. that like the stuff you post also is good quality so it's like an undiscovered gem which is perfect yeah um, yeah absolutely perfect i'm definitely gonna post about your youtube channel at some point real soon because i think it's people need to say it i think it'd be great like, do you have any particular kind of tutorial slash video ideas you'd want to do I actually, I am teaching and I uh, recorded quite a few courses on Skillshare, which was very good experience. So I definitely one day now I'm focusing on my painting skills and building my audience, but I get the summer off. So I was thinking about doing like a proper graphite course, like because I will have more yeah. time to do it. So that's definitely something that I want to do in the future because I really enjoy teaching. And I did a class on Skillshare during lockdown. It was about just the basic portraiture, you know, skills. And back then I was like, okay, I don't know how many people are going to watch it, but actually it became really popular on Skillshare. So a lot of people benefiting from these really, really even basic, basic skills. You know, I teach there how it's important to draw a cube, you know, just the very basic, but the class became really popular and seeing like, it gave so many people a value. I definitely want to, you know, want to do more of that in the future. Yeah, but now my primary focus is on oil painting, but then I definitely want to do that, yes. Would you ever create your own like painting course in terms of like, like how you do it on Skillshare, but like again, for something else, for, something, for what you do now? Yes, absolutely. But I think, uh, again, like what I do now, it's the basics are like photo, like um, portrait, like portraiture realism. That's what yeah. I kind of create from, you know, but definitely like um, 
I want to kind of show people how I, you know, what is my painting process, you know, it doesn't yeah, have to be other realism. So just to record, I, I was planning on just recording the whole process of painting and then just trying to do like a tutorial and people would, you know, might benefit from that. So that's definitely something I would consider. Yeah. Even instead of the graphite portraiture, maybe I can just record myself painting and then, you know, do that. That would save some time as well, because, yeah. Because what I'd personally really like to say that I'd be really interested in saying is kind of like your thought process from your emotions to the imagery you choose before you paint to the painting. <laughs> like, I think that kind of section, like the pre-production section, that's, you know, of the work, that's very I think that's a really interesting thing to kind of share. But I don't know if that's something that's easy for you to share and also something that you kind of that's would be actually, able to share. That's amazing idea. That's amazing. Like to go before, like what goes before, like before... Right. Yes, yes. Right. Definitely. That's a very good idea for like a YouTube video, just to, you know, do that. That would be really cool and the engage video as well. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, no problem. It's just it's just something like I'm trying to like what do I want to see? Like what am I interested in? And like why no, is that what interests me? It's very good to kind of know about other people's like what would they yeah. be interested in because I don't know, you yeah. know, I don't know. Would they be interested in this or that? And you don't know sometimes what would other because sometimes you find something very boring but the other person would actually benefit from it and find it interesting you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true that's very true i think that's that's yeah. that's true for a lot of things actually it's true for also me and what i do like i always think like are oh, people gonna find this boring and people don't i'm like okay cool maybe they, maybe they might enjoy it like you know yeah i don't know yeah. It's weird. Right. yeah so what are your thoughts on the future of art and are there any changes within a kind of like, the art community you'd like to see Yes, I think that um, it shouldn't be so impossible to become an artist, you know, because nowadays, if you say, or when I was growing up and, you know, all my like youth years or even now, it's like even if I was applying for a job and then um, I said, like, I'm an artist, but I need this job to pay my bills. And everybody was like laughing. Oh, yes, you need to pay your bills. You know, it's like, you know, you can't yeah. do it with your art, you know, it's. So I think that I would like to see this kind of changed. And I don't know what I've heard about art schools in general as well. I've heard more bad stuff than good stuff. I'm not saying like I've heard good stuff as well, but I think that they can really prepare you on how to do the business part of the art. And I think it can be a business as every other business, like you're making lattes, you know, you're selling lattes, you're making paintings, you're selling paintings, you know. It's like sometimes yeah. being an artist, people think about this academic, um, this serious artist with berets, you know, like painting like glamorously, you know, and oh my God, it's so hard to sell a painting, you know, you have to do the galleries and you don't, you know, um, I'm just, 
you just kind of you have to create a product and you have to know how to sell it you know and if we have this realistic approach about it more rather than this um you know laughing about ah you want to be an artist so good luck i think that would be much better for the next generations yeah yeah i i agree you need to know how to create demand for the work you, yeah. you can create yes. um, Absolutely. As, yes. well as, as well as creating work that is going to be worth something because not yes. just because you create something doesn't mean that people need to buy it um, exactly. i think that's also yes. i think that's also a kind of like a train of thought we've lost i think recently in, in, in years because it feels like okay. just because you create something doesn't mean people will want it i feel we we live in a society where Absolutely. this might be a bit of a ramble so i apologize um no, no. <laughs> but like we live in a society where just you know people are like you know oh, i create this podcast for instance or like oh i create this piece of work or i created this and like i'll pay me yeah. for it and it's like yeah. that's not how it works you have to create something of value for people to pay you for value definitely um, yes and it's yes. not it's never up to the person who creates the the piece whatever that is to determine how much is actually really truly worth it's up to the people who are going to buy that piece I exactly think. yeah that's absolutely cool. and yeah i think that um my people find like my paintings valuable so far because they create uh they connect emotionally to it so that's what i've like heard feedback you know and they there's something inside of them like almost if I say like their soul connects to it you know and this is what I'm really passionate about and I think this is the way how I I will find my audience as well I really want to I want even my struggles to put on the paper and canvas and I want people say oh my gosh I'm not alone and you created something horrible like misery I could create something amazingly beautiful you know and this is this is what I'm really like passionate about as well. So I think that this is what would make my paintings or my work valuable to other people. So yeah, yeah. Right here. So we have reached the conclusion section. Um, I've got probably got about like maybe like 10, 10, 11 questions or so. Um, so I've got a couple of questions from other people because uh, I like to, in my kind of talks and rambles with other artists, I like to kind of pull different things, all of which I've asked permission to, to ask. So it's all good. I don't have to worry about like I'm stealing people's questions. So the first, so I have three questions, three questions for from random artists. Well, I say randomized, they're cool people that I know. Um, and then one question from the last person I asked, I interviewed. So the first question I have for you is from the very awesome Ryan Dean Haas, who is, you know, I, I don't know if he'd be happy for me to say, but he's a good friend of mine. Um, and his question was based off a conversation we had, or we both kind of went back and forth about, and the idea of like, which is more important? Is the skill of the artist more important, or is the personality of the artist more important? Right. Um, I think I'm going to say it's the personality. I was, I'm actually surprised about saying this, but I've seen a lot of people who, whose skill is not that good but they I think they have amazing personality they are so bubbly and they are very well established they have so many they have thousands of followers and they sell their work you know and I think that's mainly like their art was good but let's it wasn't like top skill or anything like that and I think that people really like their personality and it was also easy for them to communicate with the artist, you know, and connect with them. And I like the artist. If I connect with them, I would buy their work and I wouldn't care if there was a Picasso and I wouldn't like him, you know? So uh, that's what I'm also trying to work at, just putting my personality out there more and trying to be more social and 
try to like connect with other artists and people in general because I know that it's like a huge part of you know the actual business or art your skills are important but I think yeah just personalities yeah it's it's important yes <laughs> it's, it's interesting it's a great it was a great we had a great conversation about it because it's like we always assume that that talent kind of trumps everything else we kind of mm-hmm. feel like, oh, you know, the artist who creates, you know, photorealistic paintings is going to be like, going to be a sellout. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily the case because just because you're really, really good at something doesn't mean that it's interesting to people. Yes, you know? Ooh, absolutely. So. Yeah. But then the flip side also works in terms of like, sometimes some people's work is more interesting because they're mysterious because you don't know them like your work for instance like I was really intrigued in your work because you were quite mysterious uh, um, <laughs> yeah I'm quite a mysterious person in general I would say it's like it makes me more curious to know about you as the artist that's, and like, oh. yes also that's so a good point. it goes yeah. both ways and I think as an artist you have to find the right kind of balance for you personally where you're comfortable yeah you have to do the balance you're also, yeah definitely yeah, you're comfortable but you're also like not selling out and doing stuff you didn't want to do yeah if your personality is not all that bubbly then there's no point of faking it because you know it will come yeah. through anyways it's like you do who you are do you you know it's but yeah with the myst- with the mysteriousness it's it's a great point because sometimes i see my amazing work and the artist barely says a word you know but he is still respected that's true it's it's true yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's- for me personally, it's very interesting how reachable some artists are and how reachable some people aren't. And it's always the people that I think that are unreachable who are very reachable and vice versa. It's very interesting. Yes. It's very interesting. It's, it's, I think it's, you know more because you work with artists on a daily basis. So you have like a general idea anyway. So. Yeah, like, like there are some people I've interviewed for the podcast that I'm actually shocked that even responded to my messages. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, to be fair, I'm, to be very honest, I'm genuinely shocked that anybody responds to my messages. Oh I no! Really, I truly, I truly am. Like I feel like people just like do people really care? not care what I do? Or people do really understand what I do? Um, but honestly, I've had such a good time so far, so I don't plan it, to stop. It's so. great that it, you really obviously cool. enjoy it, and then um, you know, knowing that somebody else actually cares, you know, or you know, cares about you, the work as well. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's that's what we're already out here for, isn't it? Really, is to find some kind of connection with people who. You know, yeah. who understands what we're doing and understands what we're trying to say because exactly. you know yeah. you want to feel like you're valued by other people because that's Definitely. life you know yeah absolutely maybe that's maybe that's a bit too deep but you know that's no, just my opinion no, no. i love deep conversations so yeah that's true yeah. right so my next question is from a very very great artist who's wife i adore her name is Rona Bethello. Um, I promise every artist I speak to because her work is great. Um, and her question is around the idea of comparison. Like, do you like it when your art is compared to somebody else's? I actually don't mind it at all. I've been actually compared to Happy D artists as well, which I found like to be a great compliment. So I said, yeah, she's my biggest, com- you know, inspiration. I agree. Like, I think my work is similar to her as well in some ways. And then I've been compared to, you know, I don't know if you know Mab Graves. She is like very yeah. in her field as well, very well established. And then the artist said, um, sorry, the collector said that um, I love your work. I find it fascinating, almost like um, similar as Mab Graves. And if it made, if it made him to buy my work, you know, then all great. You know, I think that 
you can't be 100% original, I think. We influence each other, you know, all the time. And you can't really be like 1000% original. You know, we always have some kind of influence. You will always be compared with any, you know, some someone, even if you didn't intend to plagiarize them, for example. But yeah. I don't mind. That. I find it like interesting that, oh, I even didn't know who Mabgraves was, you know, before. So I searched her up and, oh my gosh, like, she's amazing. She's definitely in my niche, you know, and I was actually flattered that somebody would compare me to, to her. So, yeah. And I would be flattered if I get, like, very, I don't know, established and somebody would come, you know, some, some people would want to be like me, you know. I would get flattered if they want to plagiarize me, for, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's, like, for me personally, um, I'm always very kind of careful that I don't upset people when I say to them, oh, your work is like this person. So what I do, what I typically do, like I will do with you later on, is like I'll send them, I'll send people, I'll be like, these people I feel like you're aligned with, they're, they're not the same thing, but they're similar enough to, for you to be in like a certain niche or a certain kind of, you know, way of working or like, you know, they might all be female artists, you might all be like, you know, portraiture artists, you know, it's kind I'm of like sure. a yeah, yeah. little yeah. kind of galaxy system. Um, yes it's like all together <laughs> yeah because I never would want to be like oh your work is like this person because that's kind of devaluing your work you know mm. so the third question from a good friend of mine is from mm -hmm. a very cool photographer called M.M. Hutchins and his question is does money devalue talent okay um mm. I think that it depends on what you want to do if you want to have a you know art as a hobby then well if you want to make like money with your art then i don't think so i mean if it's meant like if it's meant like some art has like i don't know costs thousand pounds and is it supposed to be like you know thousand pounds worth of value is it meant like that no, so what it means by like do you think that adding money like, do you think that like, paying money... Wait, how am I going to... Okay, let me rephrase this question. How am I going to rephrase this question? Um, I was like, wait, how am I going to rephrase that? I should have actually rephrased the question in the first place. Um, That's fine. I guess what, what he's trying to say, or at least what I think he's trying to say when he said this to me, is, like, do you think that being paid for a piece of work kind of takes away the joy of creating work? Right. Oh, yes. For me, no. For me, like every time I got a sale, I was over the moon and I, it got me even more motivated. Like for me, like getting money for my paintings, even if I get like little money, I've jumping, you know, it's just make me so it makes me so happy and it makes me try even more because I'm thinking, OK, so I could actually get some money, you know, from this painting. So it makes me paint even more and I'm like it makes me do even better job so it's for me it's definitely not it's it's yeah it's something that I really want to do and I want to get paid you know course, for my work and you deserve to yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so my next question is from the last person I interviewed who is going to be probably the next interview coming out because I'm going to reorder them um, and that is the great photographer cast by Morrow um, who I'm going to send you later because he's the guy who does the street photography. He moved to find out. And I think it'd be good for you to talk. Okay. Um, so his question for you, okay. it's, it's kind of like one question with a bit of it, like a, an aside on the end. It's quite a, a challenging question. Mm -hmm. um, so the question is, 
Do you think that you put enough of yourself into your work? And if so, which piece is the best example of this? Right. So I think that I put a lot of myself into my work. I think that like my work is the most authentic version of myself, like that can ever be. And um, uh, if I could think about like a piece that would describe me the most, it's like I've made this painting, I don't know how long it was, I think it was like a year ago, even more. It's called Pasta Dreams. And it's literally a girl like dreaming, you know, and then that's that's me. Like that's okay. every time I was like, <laughs> when I was working in a job, then I would be, sometimes I would just disconnect, you know, and people would be like, like, hello, like come back to reality, you know, and they would call me like, you're somewhere away with the fairies, you know? So I think that's like my personality, like I'm a dreamer. So this is kind of, yeah, that would describe me a lot, yes. That's so cool. And that's, yeah. that's lovely because it really kind of references back into your work and the kind of type of work you create. Um, that's really yeah. nice. I think that's really kind Lately. of, it's, it's something that, I don't know whether it's, you know, deliberate, but it's really kind of cool that, you know, your kind of, rep, your personality mm -hmm. is replicated within the work. It is. It's, it's a huge, huge, huge part there. Yes. So do you have a question for the next artist I interview? I was actually thinking, um, and I think that is a very interesting question. Um, it's about like what is your opinion like about art and loneliness? Like, do you ever get lonely, you know, while creating arts? That was I think that would be very interesting to know. Because that was like a, I don't know, a topic that I would be kind of like interested about you know because sometimes for me like art can be lonely although I'm an introverted person and I enjoy creating long hours but sometimes I'm like you know yeah it can get like a bit under the weather as well you know with this so I would be interested to kind of know if other artists feel like that as well from time to time yeah if you ever get lonely creating your work I think that's such a good question um, and it was actually mm. a conversation I once had with an artist called Mark Thompson. Um, and it's something that we spoke about mm -hmm. a while ago in terms of like, because you're in a studio or you're within a certain setting for an extended yeah. period of time, you're, in, you're creating an isolation with, you know, not a lot of people mm -hmm. around you. And it's going to affect like the way you approach the work and the way you approach kind of like just your interactions with other people. Yes. Um, because art can be a very lonely career. That's a really good question. I actually really like that question a lot. I really like it a lot. I don't know how I'm going to interview next yet because I've got a very long list of, of potential candidates. I just haven't got around to... That would be very interesting to have their answer, actually. So what I'll probably do then, um, which I don't typically do, although I used to, but I don't nowadays, but when whoever I interview next... but So firstly, whoever I interview next, I'll send them your work and say, oh, hey, this is the last person I interviewed. I've got a question from them for you. Just check out their work ahead. Of, like, Just check out their work if you're interested, just so that they connect you because that's like a nice train. Um, and then also once I've spoken to them to the interview, edit, like an, I wasn't editing the interview, I'll cut out that little snippet of their answer to your question and send it to you. That would be amazing, please. That would be very interesting. Yes. <laughs> so what does it mean to be a successful artist and how do you measure the success of your own work? So for me, um, success it's such I think it's such a big word you know it sounds very fancy but for me I'm not trying to see myself like with I don't know thousands of pounds you know for me it's kind of creating 
an artwork that I'm happy about that I know that I've put myself out there and I know I enjoy it 100%. So that is like first success, I would say. And then even like selling it, that's a huge success. Like every single painting I sell, consider success. Like even if I got paid 20 pounds or something, I would be considered that success. And people would laugh at me like, you just 20 pounds. Like, why would you be happy about it? But I was like over the moon, you know? It's 20 pounds I didn't have. And um, it's um, even for my art, you know, it's so I think that if I kind of like have this approach, then it's good to kind of have this base, you know, to be kind of grateful for, you know, like little like achievements you accomplish, like little, the littlest successes you accomplish, even like for like be happy about like 10 followers on Instagram, yeah. you know, 10 new followers. Yeah. So this is success for me. And if I ever happen to do it as like a full time, I think I'm going to, don't know, I think I'm going to, yeah, it's going to be a huge like dream come true for me. It's going to be something very big, you know, and we'll see. Yeah. I think, I think it's something that is very achievable for you. I, think I truly do. I Generally, I think it's something that would be very achievable for you. It's obviously not going to happen straight away, but I definitely think, I definitely think it would. I think your work has a certain style it has a certain niche it has a certain kind of direction and it has a certain kind of place in the art world so yeah I think it really will I truly do think it will I really do think it will thank you so much thank you <laughs> thanks I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you I actually do genuinely think that like it's it's, it's kind of no thank you it's, it's kind of crazy because like I think people don't really understand like how much I enjoy looking at people's work and seeing people's careers change and like blossom like it's the best thing I get to do like the best thing I get to do with the yeah. fine group is I get to watch people grow and like look at people's careers and be like oh That's these people amazing. are interesting I think it's so fun I'm really there's so much yeah. I'm excited about um and it's great and it, I love it I truly do you know, it's yeah because there's so much jealousy these days you know and it's good to see somebody's actually genuinely interested about other people's oh, work it's I amazing truly am. it's like know? it's just it's so fun to discover somebody and be like and understand yeah. the potential of their work and be like you know you could do so much with this or like you look at them you think you know oh this would be great yeah. or that would be great and you just you know give them ideas and bounce feedback and yeah just be there yeah. just kind of be like a, a support you know yeah I think I never actually knew like a person like in my circle like physically who would be after the same goals as me yeah. you know I was growing up with people who would be like my mom used to say to me um well, all you will do is just work. So enjoy school. Then you will work for the rest of your life. Like it was something absolutely horrendous. I was like, oh my goodness. I know people who actually, yeah, who are not like me, you know, most of the people are not actually, like actually one of my friends, she's um, like an aspiring writer. So I'm trying to encourage her, you know, but so many of people I know, they're just like, you know just trying different jobs and they're not really they don't know what they enjoy you know some of not some of my not all yeah. of my friends but you know like most of the people oh, I yeah. know they're not that crazy and you know about anything oh, so I'm it's absolutely kind of like, like yeah absolutely like, well, like when I have work colleagues I talk to about what I do and I say you know oh I run a podcast where I interview artists they're like okay cool and like um, and, it, and, it, yeah, and, and it's kind yeah. of like like do you not understand like how cool that is like how interesting is that like for me yeah, of course yeah. I find it interesting so I do it but it's just like it's something that's so interesting it's, it's yeah. like you know it's a really cool passion to have yeah. you know and as you said earlier like every small success whether it's like an extra follower whether it's like somebody giving you money or whether it's somebody you know even just 
saying they like your work that's the success you, you should value that because that's something you didn't have the day before exactly and I always like sometimes I'm if I say it now I'm, maybe I might be cheesy but sometimes I'm even crying because I'm so happy that's you know good. I'm I'm nowhere like I can't really it's just supplementing my income at the moment but it's just like I could die happily yeah. and I would know that I did everything that I could you know I could die happily now and I would not have regrets you know even if I haven't achieved what I did, you know but sometimes I get really tearful about like somebody just buys my that's a good place to be though because <laughs> yeah. it means you value what you do um for yourself above everything else and i think that's honestly honestly how more people should live their life like truly it really should be should be definitely yeah yeah you know i if i would that would if you would be dying tomorrow then would you actually die happy or would you have how many regrets would you have you know and i wouldn't live like that i wouldn't live like well, i don't want to have many regrets that is, you know? <laughs> that is a question i'm going to be asking myself later on today yeah because <laughs> yeah. actually that's, yeah. that's actually it sounds weird but that's actually a really good question to ask yourself i'm actually generally going to think about that later on tonight i'm going to be like what do i actually regret in my life yeah right so we've only got like five more questions um we only have actually okay actually, i think it's six okay we've got a few more questions left um so that's fine in yeah. your opinion what makes a good piece of art right okay um so if it's something that is very authentic to you if it's something that you really enjoy creating if it's something that is making you happy then that is a good piece of art even if it's really bad to other people's eyes in terms of this but if you're talking about the actual skills and stuff like that then for me it's like if it has at least like a solid like fundamentals like in place you know if it has like a solid set of like anatomy if you could like tell that the artist has like a, a bit of a you know fundamental skills like and also like a good composition I would say and if it's if it has a meaning yes that's what I like about art yeah but again like if it's something that you know three year old in like enjoyed creating like in five minutes it's something that he wasn't forced to create you know for then that's you know that's a good piece of art yeah, <laughs> yeah point. Uh, so the second part of that question is what was the last image yeah. or piece of media that captivated you and what was it about it that made an impression on you right um I can't really, I can't remember like the last piece of art that captivated me, to be honest, but I'm surrounded with like a lot of artists. Um, so uh, as I said, like I see captivating art every single day, like even on Instagram or for example, in the shop where I was like exhibiting my work, there's this girl exhibiting, I don't know um, what's uh, her name, I can tell you later, but she's doing these like um, resin pieces, this like mosaic, like clock, you know, and that's, I think that's very, very, very interesting as well. So yeah. That's super yeah. cool. I'm always curious to see what <laughs> kind of captivates people and like why, because it's like, we look at so yeah. many different stuff. It's like, what? Pulls you to right. certain things. I'm yes. just kind of interested yes. in where people's minds work in terms of like, what is it that kind of makes you feel something from, you know, your own personal experiences? Yeah, there's lots of artists that would like, I'm, you know, captivated, but it's so many that I can't really think of like, you know, oh, one yeah. at this moment. That's perfectly fine. 
Yeah, yeah. There's so many like I I love surreal art, you know, fantasy art in general, art with meaning, like psychological art. There's this artist actually. He's called um, Miles. I I don't know Miles Art, and he's creating in graphite. I think you would love his yes, his I, work, and he's creating I know his work. Yeah, no, his yeah. work is is yeah, very okay. incredible, like extremely incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, and he says a lot with his images, you know. So I think this this art this is like it, this captivates me. I can like look at it and you know like for hours and not for hours, but. It, yeah, time yeah, and, and find different know, meanings time. when you come back yeah. to it and kind of look at different things in different ways. And it's exactly. his work is very clever. Yes, yeah, like it's very clever because it, it it makes you stop and look at it as opposed to just glance at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's a very yes. good suggestion. That's a very yeah. good uh, a very good choice actually. Very good choice. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, that I really love this artist as well, and I'm sure there's many more, but this one just kind of like came forward. So what would your younger self think about your work? My younger self, I think I would be shocked if I, if I've seen like, I don't know, for example, 10 years ago or six years ago, if I've seen what I'm doing now and I'm not trying to be like cocky or anything, I think I would be shocked. Like I would be like, how did I do that? Because when I look at my work a few years ago, I was nowhere near where I am now. You know, if I would, I, actually I wanted to do like Instagram posts. I wanted to do like, comparison of yeah. my work like now and then but I think it's there's a huge difference so it's yeah I think I would be definitely shocked that's cool though <laughs> that I could do that that's good though because it's, yeah. it's kind of like it shows like how much you've changed as a person like whether you expect it to or not and yeah. you know that's the things that we all kind of feel Absolutely. like we're always going to stay the same but we don't no we don't that's the thing you know we don't think we are making any progress but when you actually look yeah. back then you oh, realize you make yeah progress. I very much yeah. agree with that yeah you think, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you're always going to be the same kind of person. Then you, you turn around, you're like, well, you're not, not, you're very different. Oh. I think the years, particularly like the years we've had with COVID and stuff, I think it's challenged a lot of Definitely. people to think differently. That's changed the whole planet. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And now we have other issues like the war, you know, and COVID is suddenly not existent. Yeah, but yeah, here in the UK at least, it's it's kind of very much like on the back burner. It's like not what people exactly. really think about anymore, which is a huge shame because it's it's still prevalent and it's still yeah. around. But then I also understand that other things have taken precedence. Of course, well, though, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. So the last two questions I have. So the first question is: How would you like to develop your practice mm -hmm. in the coming year? Like, do you have any goals that you'd like to achieve in um, twenty twenty two? So I would definitely try to make it like sustainable, like um, part-time business, part-time thing. I would like to, I'm learning about business. This is my like first or second year, you know, learning about business. And I really, really want to delve into it more. And I'm, I want to see how I can go with it. And because um, I don't want to put too much on my plate because I get to, I'm prone to burnout and all these things if I don't relax. <laughs> so I have to be very careful how to kind of yeah, like of manage my time. So I definitely want to kind of make it sustainable, like a part-time business. So I can, you know, I can always like count on it. And yeah, and definitely would like to um, do more oil paintings and maybe even um, try to experiment like raising prices, you know, and see like what people would 
even pay for my oil paintings. And I would definitely want to do more reproductions of my art as well and, you know, try to do that as well, yes. That's so cool. Like, that good exactly. goal to have because yeah. they're achievable. But, you know, it's just like raising my prices for like, I don't know, 20 pounds, you know, or 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So only way you're going to grow though, so only way you're going to know kind of like the market for your work and kind of like how people feel about exactly. it. So yeah, and and you can always reduce them back exactly. if you wanted to. It's not yeah, like you're definitely. missing out. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. the very last question, which is oh. a double barrel question, which is uh, what are you currently working on and where can right. people find more so about I'm you I'm currently your work? working on like Mermaids or Seren. Um, it's for the um, Surreal and Harmony Art Collective. Like it's a the deep sea garden topic which is also going to be in time like in it's going to be in may so it's like i don't know if you're familiar with the term mermaid it's like all the artists are making mermaids you know it's something oh no, it's another, no. that's so cool right. no that's really so it's cool. called mermaid and it's literally like artists are making mermaids like yeah so it's gonna be on this topic yeah i'm very excited about it and um, people can find me mostly on Instagram um, and uh, I'm also on TikTok a little bit and then they can go and um, buy my work on Etsy as well. Yeah, Helena Art Book, very simple. <laughs> that is super cool. Um, thank you so much, Helena, for your time. So I really appreciate it a lot. Like, it's, it's super cool. Like, it's, it's so cool to to get to meet you and understand the artists behind the work. That concludes my conversation with Helena Artwork. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflowingfruitbowl at gmail.com or by social media sites such as Instagram and Twitter. The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast is now available on several platforms such as Spotify, YouTube and Apple Music. If you like the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of those platforms to help spread the word. Also, please check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration and written interviews. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. We now also have a Patreon page if you're interested in supporting the platform further. Tears start from £1. And more information can be found over at patreon.com forward slash the As well as Patreon, we also have a PayPal for one-time donations, the link to which can be found in the show notes. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode today. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.